and he had a new adventure every time he went on a dream. In the active adventures, he helped them in wars. In the calm adventures, he got new things to eat and people gave him toys. He lost most of the toys as he was scrambling back over the rocks, but he did manage to bring back the shiny shell necklace the silly ladies gave him, because he could hang it round his neck. The Anywhere with the Silly Ladies had blue sea and white sand, and the silly ladies came and sat on rocks out of the sea and giggled at him while he made sandcastles. Oh, Christopher, they would coo. Tell us what make you a Christopher. They were the only ladies he had seen without clothes on. Their skins were greenish, and so was their hair. He was fascinated by the way the ends of them were big silvery tails that could curl and flip like a fish. Every time he went to that anywhere, the latest nursery maid complained about the sand in his bed. They complained even louder when they found his pyjamas muddy, wet, and torn from climbing through the place between. So he took a set of clothes out onto the rocky path and left them there to change into. Christopher kept wondering how Mamma and the nursery maids walked about on nothing but a big tail. His chance to find out came one afternoon when the nursery maid led him to the drawing room. Mamma and some other ladies were there with somebody called Lady Badgett. Christopher stared at her long nose and her wrinkles. Is she a witch, Mamma? he asked loudly. Everyone except Lady Badgett said, Hush, dear. After that, they seemed to have forgotten him. He quietly lay down on his back and rolled from lady to lady. When they caught him, he was under the sofa gazing up Lady Badgett's petticoats. He was dragged out of the room in disgrace, very disappointed to discover that all the ladies had legs. Mamma sent for him later. Oh, Christopher, how could you? I just got Lady Badgett to the point of calling on me and she'll never come again. Money isn't everything, you see. A good place in society is worth far more. Why do you think I married your papa? Christopher had no idea. He picked up a big pad of false hair and turned it round in his hands while Mamma talked. You are going to grow up with Papa's good family and my money, and I want you to promise me now that you will take your place in society alongside the very best people. Mamma intends you to be a great man. Christopher, are you listening? Christopher held the hair out. What's this for? Bulking out my hair, Mamma said. Please put that down. I thought it might be a dead rat, he said. And somehow the thing really was a dead rat. Mamma and her maid both screamed and a footman came running with a shovel. Christopher understood that he was going to have to enter society with the best people, but the only society he had heard of was the Aid the Heathen Society, that he had to give a penny to every Sunday in church, and he thought Mamma meant that. The nursery maid with the big feet told him heathens were savages who ate people. Missionaries were the best people, and they were the ones heathens ate. Christopher saw that he was going to be a missionary when he grew up, he wished Mamma had chosen another career for him. He asked the nursery maid about the kind of ladies who had tails like fish. Oh, mermaids, the girl said, laughing. Those aren't real. Christopher knew mermaids weren't real, because he only met them in dreams. Now he was convinced that he would meet heathens too if he went to the wrong almost anywhere. But after a while, when nobody tried to eat him, he decided that the heathens probably lived in the anywhere which stopped you going to it, and gave up worrying until he was older. People in the anywheres sometimes gave him money, 
but Christopher learned to refuse coins. As soon as he touched them, everything just stopped. He landed in bed with a jolt and woke up sweating. None of the servants stayed more than six months, and when he was older, governesses came and went just like nursery maids before them. They were all drab, discreet ladies, and Christopher decided that the chief difference between a governess and a nursery maid was that a governess usually burst into tears before she left, and that was the only time a governess ever said anything interesting about Mama and Papa. I'm sorry to do this to you, the third, or maybe the fourth, governess wept, because you're a nice little boy, but the atmosphere in this house... I have to sit at the dining table with them, and she passes me a note to give to him, and he passes me one for her. Then they open the notes and look daggers at one another, and then at me, I can't stand any more. He remembered the night the crisis broke, because that was the night he went to an anywhere where a man gave him a sort of candlestick of love.